People like games. Present. Be at some point in the day show with Solo. What is up, folks? And welcome back for a little late night gaming talk. It is Thursday, January 16th, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about the top selling games of the year and uh, touching on a little bit of the week cap, which uh, is going to be what our Thursday episodes are going to include. That, if not evident in the way it's sort of branded, but to just clarify, it means that we're going to give you a recap of the week uh, in gaming. But anyway, before we do any of that, let's get into these plugs right quick so we can get it out of the way. The socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc. Our handle is at people like games. You can also find our men's and women's apparel, event information, contact information, etc. over on peoplelikegames.com. And that's it. So now I suppose it's showtime. And so let's get into a few of these uh, topics of note that occurred today and leading the list, obviously, CD Projekt Red has announced that Cyberpunk 2077 the one of the more anticipated games of the year has been delayed to September. It was supposed to be announced in, or rather it was supposed to be released in April. That's very unfortunate because I had been playing The Witcher 3 because I was very excited for the game. And now I have to wait for a whole lot more months. Uh, I have no doubt that the product is probably going to be all the better for it because it's such a massive entity i wouldn't want them to rush it out anyway but just sort of off the news of yesterday as well with final fantasy 7 and the avengers game being delayed by square enix it feels like and naughty dog had announced that last of us 2 was delayed as well that there's just a major push away from this sort of spring calendar spring summer calendar and that sort of means that this is a dead period i feel like now it's official where there was a, a, a good couple of games that were coming out in the last year of these uh, of this current generation of consoles and it would sort of give a good life to the second or the new generation, but they punted on all of them. So it looks like fall 2020 is going to begin a whole hurricane of new stuff. But until then, there's going to be, uh, you know, figure it out and be creative. So... You already know the people got that on the lock. And what we are not doing is what Twitch is doing, which is seeing, as our next story goes, a viewership decline for the first time. I don't want to say first time because that might be a little bit hyperbolic. However, it is one of the few times it has seen itself uh, decrease. Obviously, YouTube Gaming, Mixer, and Facebook have seen a lot of growth on their platforms. And for uh you know overall obviously hours are still being consumed in mass but one of the main drivers i believe in the last maybe two years for twitch was obviously fortnite which it would just was the only platform that you could really find you know interesting streamers and it became a little bit top heavy and now due to the streaming wars which if you're not familiar has become the battle between these providers and platforms to sign exclusivity deals with top streamers. For example, Ninja went to Mixer, who, you know, Jack Courageous went to you, whoever goes to wherever, don't matter. But it does matter that 
it is fracturing the market and creating competition for Twitch, which has for a long time needed this sort of competition. I like to see a lot of companies, people aren't talking about caffeine just yet. They'll be entering the conversation, I'm sure, in a year as well. So curious to see. I do believe that viewership decline continues because they sort of married themselves to Ninja Fortnite and the Overwatch League and gaming has sort of moved away from that. And we'll see how they sort of react to that. So curious to see what Twitch is uh, first time or you know first time in a long time moves as an underdog will feel like so next up speaking of a dominant company facing a little bit of troubles the google had released the stadia to very very lukewarm reviews and a very mediocre product being the reason for it uh there's a lot of input lag in the controller as well as with a just egregious frame rate lag as well it's just sort of a poor example of what cloud gaming really could do and so given they've done that we uh you know were curious how they were <clears throat> going to move forward it seems to piggyback off our conversation a little bit from yesterday they are following playstation 5's content strategy and going with the idea that exclusives are going to get them subscribers and so i'm curious to see what companies are willing to go to Google Stadia, given that they don't really have any market or leverage or anything of that nature. Um, when you're a mobile or a platform game, you have your delineated options. And so, or mobile or, or I guess platform being a console or PC game, excuse me, rather than platform. Uh, so you have different set of options. Even if you're a publisher, I guess your marketplace option becomes just roll out your own shit or not and Stadia probably a better position to be a marketplace than it was an actual streaming service but unless they get a whole lot better they're fundamentally sort of useless if microsoft is able to pull off the xbox sort of anywhere play seamlessly and so uh that is going to be a bit of a race and so i'm curious to see who wins uh probably not so because we're betting on them anyway next up i guess for our main story or topic of the day and evening or afternoon whenever you happen to be listening seems to be the time that this show is meant for uh, i record at night and i release at night because fuck it, there's no late night gaming shows and that's where we be at and so with that let us jump into our main topic the top selling games of the year 2019 this is from the npd group and focuses on the period from uh December to December 2019 to January 2020. First up, the top selling games of last month, Modern Warfare, obviously. The only reason I mentioned this is that Fallen Order, uh, the Star Wars game, is number two, so that's made a pretty good jump. And Nintendo has a whole lot of games in the top 10. So Link's Awakening, Breath of the Wild, New Super Mario U Deluxe, Ring Fit, Super Mario Party, Pokemon Shield, Smash, Mario Kart 8, Pokemon Sword, and Luigi's Mansion 3 are all in there. So they have about maybe 10 spots, if not a few more, in the top 20, which Nintendo's killing it. Nintendo is killing it. But regardless, for the full year, who is really killing it? Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Their dominance, I'm going to get to in a moment, so I'm going to circle back to that. So for now to round out the top 10 for you for the top 20 of the full US 2019. 
NBA 2K20, number two, then Madden, Borderlands 3, Mortal Kombat 11, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Kingdom Hearts 3, Tom Clancy's The Division 2, Mario Kart 8, that is your top 10. Grand Theft Auto still, 5 is number 11, which is hilarious, followed by 12, which is, uh, followed by 12, which is Red Dead Redemption 2, that's hilarious. Um, again, Nintendo has a whole lot of spots in the top 10 there as well, but the reason I wanted to mention this was that it has, Call of Duty's dominance has become so ridiculous that it's funny, it's sort of like what the Patriots did in the last decade, if sports seem a fit analogy at the moment if only because of the percentage with which they have finished number one and so call of duty has been the best-selling game of every single year of this decade barring two years 2013 when grand theft auto 5 surprise was the top selling game and 2018 when red dead redemption 2 was so Rockstar obviously snuck in for the release years and they keep it really steady because as, as we have said before, Grand Theft Auto V, if you're not familiar, is the top selling entertainment or most valuable entertainment property of all time. So far it's generated $6 billion and it has also been the best selling franchise for 11 consecutive years. That is just ridiculous. Uh, it Obviously it's dominance is very US oriented. It's not really breaking international. I think Call of Duty Mobile is a great way for it to bridge that market. And obviously it partnered up with Tencent. I was actually reading a great article about that today. I forget what it was. I'm gonna post it up on the Twitter as an addendum. Uh, however, very, very curious, very unique uh, play by Modern Warfare. I am curious to see if that continues into the next decade. I uh, probably not gonna find a competitor to what their dominant shows, but uh, I want to say Nintendo is very comfortable too, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out the math to see if they're what the cumulatives differentiate as because to be number one, I don't know how far ahead they're number one because they have numbers here. I don't have the the breakdown of the numbers. I'm gonna follow that up on Monday's episode with a, a little breakdown of statistics to see how much money and how far ahead Call of Duty actually was as a franchise. So. Be sure to tune in on Monday's episode. Um, and then that's about all I got. That's just ridiculous. I'm going to follow that up on Monday because I don't like to make these episodes like 30 minutes long. So I'll make it focus and we're going to run into it again. So be sure to stay tuned. Anyway, what else do we have from the week? Uh, obviously, the owl is facing a whole lot of issues uh, in terms of its, its viability almost would be a great way to put it uh between its on-air talent leaving and uh it's lack it's you know sort of decrease in viewership and with the number of players that are retiring it's just not a great time mobile gaming obviously continues to grow uh that's not really worth mentioning every time bioshock's coming to switch and we are looking uh i guess to wrap this up at a very barren year because Whereas Last of Us 2 and Cyberpunk and Final Fantasy and Avengers were supposed to ride out the last year of some of this generation of consoles titles, it looks like they sort of punted that into the fall. And so what we're going to be left with is the games that we have on hand, barring, you know, interesting 
ones that pop a, a cuphead or a or a goose game popping up in the next couple of months and so um there's gonna be a lot of curious ways that people try to go about their content and we are sure it is not going to be very pretty to watch because whereas a lot of uh, streamers have been able to ride the momentum or popularity of certain games as those games sort of lose uh i guess lose their uh you know popularity or intensity in fandomship and that shifts over or becomes a little bit nebulous as people await the next thing uh there's space to be filled so i am curious <coughs> who's going to be filling those spaces uh in the industry but it's definitely going to be an interesting couple of months shit that's all i got we out here back for another the week is over we hope you enjoyed we being i we i being me we being the good old folks at people like games Feed.